0: We all strive for a picture-perfect relationship, but we all know perfect is hard to achieve. Melanie and Bill McGuire, like us all, had their issues. Issues that would find one spouse washed ashore and the other a prime suspect. And as one investigator would say, they're either guilty or the most unlucky person alive. I'm Nicole
1: and I'm Ben and you are listening to Wicked and Grim,
0: a true crime podcast.
1: Oh, I love that sound. You sure do. Hopefully you guys have a drink sitting sitting down with us. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. It could be water.
0: It could be water. It could be tea. It
1: could be whatever you want. Coffee. Just you something know? you enjoy.
0: Exactly. Hopefully you're sipping it with us. I finished my drink already because it was so delicious. Yeah, you inhaled that. It was so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, so I feel like we've been really busy working hard.
1: We have. We working. have. Um, something that kept us busy last week was running an epic trivia game over on Patreon.
0: Oh yeah, that was fun actually. Um,
1: it was like an afternoon of five crazy questions. Um which everyone killed it on, by the way. Good job to you guys over on Patreon. You answered it so fast. It was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, people were, yeah, it was really well done. Yeah. <laughs> they seemed like they are enjoying it too.
1: They definitely did. And the nice thing was, it wasn't like, here's five questions, answer it. We dropped it like throughout the afternoon, mm-hmm. random times and stuff. So it worked out pretty good.
0: But then some people were like, excuse me. Can we know what time this is? (laughs) Yes.
1: We also did have some people being like, but we're on the other side of the world. I'm going to be asleep. It's like two in the morning.
0: Yeah, that's very hard.
1: We're going to rock it some other times too to make it equal for everyone. Don't worry.
0: Oh, we'll have to stay up late or something one day. We will.
1: We'll pull an all-nighter or something just so we can give you guys that equal opportunity. So do not fret, my friends. We got your back.
0: Fair is fair, hey?
1: But I did want to send a big thank you to Jamie W. over on Patreon who rocked it and uh, won the giveaway so we're going to be sending her some swag and an exclusive t-shirt with the design you can only get from winning a contest with us
0: and she's the first one to get it she's the first one Yep, that's so cool
1: um and sarah gramby and michelle cochran over there they also were runners up on it so they're going to get a little something too so
0: well done that's so cool that's so fun and awesome we need more fun in this world
1: don't we it seems like everything around us is just always so depressing
0: (laughs) but speaking of fun we've been mountain biking a bit more We have. I want to mountain bike even more, but I'm like, oh, man, what I was about to say is bad. What? Um, Well, I was going to say training my ass, but that's (laughs) really bad. Wow. Training my butt not to be so sore. It hurts so bad from the seat. From the
1: mountain biking.
0: From the mountain biking seat.
1: Yes. Not from adult endeavors in your tiny home.
0: Not from inappropriate things.
1: You know you're married when your butt hurts from mountain biking (laughs) and not sex.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) Um, back on track to Patreon, though, and not your your booty getting bruised.
0: Bootylicious.
1: We do have some patrons to thank for signing up this past week.
0: We do. Very exciting. Who do Uh, we got?
1: We have Kayla Nixon. We have Angie, Katie B, and Kayla Fram, who all joined the epic lineup of patrons over there. They can get that exclusive content, the
0: play trivia,
1: play trivia, of course, the (laughs) exclusive episode at the last day of every month. So, yeah, if you want to join them. Link in the uh, description of this podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate that.
1: It's a good time over there.
0: And then we have merch, not merch, we have items arriving. We do. And what are they arriving for?
1: The Wicked Box. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. It's
0: going to be an epic giveaway. Yeah. And the things that are arriving, like I I was almost going to just drop what one of them is because it's so cool and I kind of want to order myself one.
1: Well, I think what we should do is once the contest starts, we should drop what... Is included in the box. What do you think? Oh, should yeah. we keep
0: it a secret? No, I think we should because the box is like very cool and you've done okay. very well putting it together and like everything that's arriving. I'm like, can I have that? Can I have that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are some epic things going in it. So um if you don't know this wicked box giveaway, uh, we're gonna be doing a trivia sort of thing. That's kind of why we're warming up this trivia, right? Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be kind of a trivia, kind of like a treasure hunt sort of situation. We'll be dropping hints over. On this podcast, on our social media, on where you can go for your next clue to find everything, the next hint, the next step, and the person who gets down the rabbit hole and the first to arrive at the destination and figure and solve it all. Will win the wicked box. Only one to give away. So oh
0: my gosh. And it's it's honestly like put some effort in because it's very cool. It's
1: gonna be awesome. It's
0: very cool.
1: But don't jump the gun just yet because we haven't started. So we will let you yeah, guys know. We ha- when we're we're start. still
0: waiting for a couple items too. Yeah. So but the ones that are coming in, I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: this is so cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing someone's reaction when they win this. Oh my be gosh. Dope.
0: Yeah, because lots of times, I mean, contests are pretty cool, but they're not always like The winnings are just sometimes meh or whatever, but this is like, get excited.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Handpicked cool stuff by us. And we're trying to stick to like handmade stuff, like on Etsy, some things we're purchasing, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So
0: it's not just like
1: mass produced items.
0: Okay. So something else I wanted to say, which is like an amazing segue here, is the wedding. I don't think I told you this yet, but the wedding I photographed over the weekend, Um, the maid of honor, she was also the sister of the bride, did a speech at the reception, you know. As they often do. Mm -hmm. And she closed it off by asking the bride and groom to look at each other. So in my head, I was like, oh, okay. Like she's going to say something sweet or sappy or whatever. Right. Yeah. And she said, you are now looking at the person most statistically likely to murder you. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. It's so epic.
1: I'm pretty sure I've seen that on TikTok before. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's unfortunately true. It is. But I was like, I have never. I mean, I've shot a lot of weddings and I haven't seen that in a speech myself. And I thought it was pretty good.
1: I'm glad you said weddings, not ex-husbands. Yes. I've shot a lot of ex-husbands.
0: I have not done that.
1: Well, hopefully we keep it that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, honestly, I'm not sure that you could do anything bad enough that I'd have the desire to murder you.
1: Yeah, I can't comprehend that need for someone to actually take another life like that. That's pretty extreme.
0: But even, like, someone, even if, if like, I mean, for something of that to happen, there has to be something going on in the marriage. Like, there just has to be. But, I mean, you did, you would have loved that person at some point in time. So, it's like, I just can't fathom that you get to that extent where you're, like, plotting their murder. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, I know like some people it's like an insurance thing. So it's even if.
0: Oh, okay. Like money, money. Yeah. Money is evil.
1: But that's the thing. It's like okay. Like you said, you at least love them at some point. So at what point did money become more valuable than that connection?
2: Oh man. to find out if it's right for you.
0: I mean, there's quite a few things I want in this life that money would buy me, but I'd rather you be part of it, so you're Thank safe you. for now.
1: For now. <laughs> Knock on wood that that lasts a little longer than just for now.:
0: Oh my goodness. OK, so this brings us to talking about Melanie and William, or Bill, as I'll refer to him, McGuire. It's similar to the Lacey and Scott Peterson case in that there's people who believe the spouse did it and people who don't. But we form our own opinions around here. So we'll dive into the facts and see where we land.
1: Sounds good. Let's Sound do good.
0: it. Okay, here we go. We're starting off the story in April of 2004. At this time, Melanie and Bill had been married for five years and they had two sons. Melanie was a nurse at a fertility clinic, and Bill was teaching computer science at a technical college. Bill's sister described the couple as the perfect match from day one. They were equals, and they both wanted the same things out of life. So that sounds like a pretty darn good match.
1: Yeah, you would think.
0: On April 28, 2004, the couple, who were living in an apartment in Woodbridge, New Jersey, Closed on a four hundred fifty thousand house in Warren County.
1: Four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good price. What what year did you say this was? Two
0: thousand
1: four. Wow, that's a expensive home for two thousand four.
0: I actually didn't look to see like what kind of home it is, so who knows? Maybe it was grand.
1: It could have been. I mean, maybe it's the upscale neighborhood or something. I don't know that neighborhood, but
0: there was a photo actually thrown in there in a doc that I watched. But I'm not even certain if that was like the exact house, but the one that they threw in there was like pretty grand. So I'm not certain.
1: Well, that's almost half a million dollars for like a long time ago before
0: everything skyrocketed here. Yeah. So Bill was ecstatic. That evening he called the gas company to transfer their account, which I think is like adorable. That's like the first thing that you do. I don't know what I think that is just like so some serious excitement. So he transferred their account to their new house. And he also called two good friends to tell them the good news. But around 6.10 that evening would be the last time anyone would hear from Bill. Oh, shit. He seemed to go silent, which was very unusual for him. He was someone that seemed like they promptly responded to people. He even missed a call from the seller of the house, who he'd normally respond to very quickly. But that call never got returned.
1: Wow. Okay, that's... Suspicious as well. Like he... They didn't even move in yet.
0: No. Like they literally just signed. They were in their apartment. Yep. The couple would never move into that new home. According to Melanie, the night after closing on their new home, the couple got into an argument, an argument that convinced Melanie she needed to leave the relationship. You see, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows in the couple's marriage. After the birth... Of the couple's second son, they had started to grow apart, with Melanie claiming Bill had a gambling problem and was becoming increasingly erratic and even volatile volatile towards her. Oh, dang. But the night of April 28th, or the early morning of April 29th, Melanie claimed their argument was over a dryer sheet.
1: A dryer sheet.
0: Which seems funny, but I feel like when communication is out of whack, Arguments get like very interesting, and it honestly does not take much
1: to be fair. We've argued over some really stupid shit,
0: probably actually dryer sheets as well because i <laughs> I do not like dryer sheets, yeah,, I, we don't use them. I'm like, no,
1: I like them. I mean, yeah, sure, they're full of like chemicals and stuff, but they make your clothes smell nice.
0: We just put our clothes in the dryer with nothing. it can you can do that people
1: you can, you can
0: been so sad i guess i've won this argument eh?
1: i like dryer sheets
0: <laughs> okay so apparently bill this is
1: what marriage is ladies and gentlemen you do or do not get dryer
0: sheets that's yeah, one or the other bill hated dryer sheets and i didn't stick this in there but one thing um he had they had said is because i think he it wasn't necessarily that he didn't like dryer sheets but he thought that they were like lazy and you should just put like fabric so- softener in the wash
1: oh i already hate them
0: was kind of the thing But Melanie continued to use them, and Melanie claimed that particular night, Bill slammed her against the doorway, shoved a dryer sheet in her mouth, and slapped her across the face.
1: Okay, okay. That's not cool.
0: That's like a bit aggressive there.
1: This dude can suck a big old D if he's doing that shit.
0: One of their kids were witness to this, which is very unfortunate. So Melanie said she grabbed her kid and locked herself in the bathroom with him. She could hear Bill rummaging through the apartment, packing a bag, saying she'd never see him again before he stormed out. Melanie would file for a restraining order two days later in fear Bill would pick up their children and take them off with him. But Bill never tried to contact Melanie, their kids, or anyone else for that matter. He had simply vanished.
1: How old was the kid who witnessed this?
0: I think he was only two. Oh so okay. pretty little.
1: Yeah, never mind.
0: Yeah. Oh, because you're thinking like possible witness or something. But yeah, yeah there's like no way for a two-year-old they,
1: I don't think so, no. Pretty sure
0: it was the younger one.
1: And even still, like I don't think they would be knowing what's even going on no. really.
0: They just would no mom mommy was like upset. Yeah. Which is kind I of mean, heartbreaking.
1: It could literally be that mommy stubbed her toe and was crying. And the kid could be upset and misconstrue that, right?
0: Totally, yeah.
1: Or it could be that daddy was literally trying to kill mummy, and they he thought they were playing. Yeah, like a two year old's not necessarily going to know.
0: I know they're so innocent and pure, unless they're terrible twos. I guess some parents would be like, they're not innocent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's true. I've heard some horror stories.
0: Yeah. So days turned into weeks, and Bill's sister questioned why Melanie hadn't filed a missing persons report. But Melanie felt this wasn't particularly out of character for Bill to have a tantrum and be gone. That he was in a habit of saying things that angered people and that he frequently gambled in Atlantic City. Three and a half weeks later, Melanie filed for divorce. Shit. Which I do feel like is like wow. Mm-hmm. Kind of a wow. Like your husband is missing.
1: Yeah. And you
0: literally like just bought a house together.
1: Yeah. And it's so strange though that he was like so excited in calling people about the house and then just leaves
0: well, they got in a big argument,
1: yeah, but okay, devil's advocate here, okay, if you and I are in a giant argument to the degree that one of us is storming out or something, mhm-, and not coming back to the house, where's the first place you would go, me, yeah. I know the first place I would go, the fucking house we just bought.
0: Yeah, but I don't, like, they signed the papers. They probably don't have it yet, right? I don't think it's probably turned over to them yet. Generally, when you sign the papers, you got to wait a bit, right? Yeah, I guess. So I was like, I'll go to my studio.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I was I was, And I was
0: intrigued to know where the hell you'd go.
1: I was thinking the other house they had in their possession. But yeah, the the other occupants are still moving out or you're- um, get the key date or whatever it's called, possession date. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a factor.
0: So as Melanie was filing for divorce, it's all about to make sense here for you. Virginia Beach police had a very grim situation on their hands that was ma- that would massively change the trajectory of this story. Three separate dark green Kenneth Cole suit case, suitcases have been discovered around the chesapeake bay i think i'm saying that right you nailed it um and a side note when i was like around that time i thought kenneth cole was like the shit i don't know if you remember that but i think i I had like purses or wallets and i was like this is the shit
1: yes i remember that (laughs) and also side side note you practice saying chesapeake like for 10 minutes before we aired this pod or before we record this podcast.
0: oh yeah and i literally go to the next level where it's like you can actually practice in google
1: yeah, you get Google to Chesapeake. say Chesapeake.
0: I'm not sure if I nailed it, but I was I close. think you did. I was close. Chesapeake. Um, okay, so the first suitcase was discovered on May 5th. The police department got a call from a fisherman stating that he had found a suitcase floating in the bay. Once opened, the contents of the bags were within a black trash bag. And within that black trash bag was a pair of human legs Cut from the knees down. Shit. Basically your shins and your feet, I guess, eh? They
1: found Dexter's dumping ground.
0: (laughs) Okay, I do have a question. So if you were like at sea and you found and there was just like a suitcase floating. Yes. Would you bring it onto the boat? Yes. Would you open it up? Yes. Because what, you think maybe there's money or something cool in there?
1: No, because I would think, what if there's a body in here and what if I need to report it?
0: Oh shit! You're way nicer than me. I'm gonna run <laughs> for the hills.
1: No, I'm I'm thinking either a it's garbage I'm getting out of the ocean, or yeah. b it's there's a fucking body in here and someone needs to know.
0: Yeah, I mean honestly, I would probably. I mean, after this case, now I'm probably gonna for sure think it's a um, a dead body.
1: Anything floating, it's
0: a. But body. like, I think if prior to re- doing my research and stuff, initially like, I'd probably just think it fell off something and it was like someone's luggage right
1: well i would probably think that too oh, oh god that, that thought of what if there's a body in there would be sneaking in the back of my brain
0: <gasps> that would be traumatizing yeah. shit
1: oh it would, it would be
0: i think i'd be traumatized for life could you
1: imagine actually finding that like that a <sighs> horrific to discover
0: mm-hmm.
1: and be the the atrocity of actually realizing that someone just lost their life and was just thrown away like that
0: yeah, well technically I guess with that suitcase it wasn't certain that the person lost their life. Um and that one like the legs, are they oh man. Yeah, this is why I didn't put this in there, but they just kept describing them as fresh, which is just like there could have been a different way to describe them.
1: Well, I mean, not necessarily.
0: Not old? Not recently old. murdered? <laughs> Right? I don't know. There's two other descriptions other than fresh.
1: No, I I think fresh is probably the better way to describe it.
0: I describe like fresh bananas or fresh lettuce or like fresh air. This is a really weird conversation. Anyway, moving on because two more suitcases would be found. So five days later, another suitcase washed on the shore of Fisherman's Island and inside this suitcase was the torso of a white male severed from the waist down. Fuck. Yes. So, okay. So, yeah, it was the... I kind of described that funny. So it was like the waist... Up, and then it had the head and the arm still attached.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, I did gotcha. describe that
0: funny story. So finally, a third suitcase would be discovered by a fisherman and his wife with the missing pieces to the body. Initially, unable to be identified, a composite sketch of the victim was released to the public. With Susan Rice recognizing the victim as Bill McGuire, a longtime friend of her husband's, this was confirmed by a fingerprint check, and sure enough, the man inside the luggage was Bill. He was 39 years old.
1: That's young.
0: That is young.
1: The whole life ahead of you still.
0: Well, and just the fact that he has young kids and stuff just breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. So the Virginia authorities turned over the investigation to the New Jersey State Police, as that is where it is believed the murder took place. And though Melanie came across as the grieving widow, there was evidence to question this, and she would become the prime suspect in the investigation.
1: Yeah, rightfully so. Like you said, most statistically, they're always going after the spouse first, first person they turn to to question.
0: Totally. And then I feel, though, um, like we'll talk more about this, but I mean, like if there's anything, even the tiniest tidbit, not saying that there's tiny tidbits in this one, but um, to question that person, they don't look at anyone else, really.
1: What do you mean? They don't look at anyone. Like,
0: okay, so say I look semi-guilty in one aspect. It's almost like I feel like investigators bring like case cold clothes, Like they oh. did it. They don't even look at other suspects. They'll in start to get that
1: like tunnel vision and yeah. not necessarily try and follow the evidence, but try and make the evidence fit. Exactly. Yes. That's, that's something that, well, I mean, we've dealt with that in other episodes pretty much is that they get that tunnel vision. They're trying to get their man and make the evidence fit the case in the scenario they want.
0: Exactly. And I I just feel like for spouse cases, that's even more so than any other case. Mm -hmm. And then I just honestly sometimes feel like there are probably spouses serving sentences that maybe don't necessarily deserve it. Right.
1: Oh, yeah. There's I'm sure lots of people out there who are innocent and are unfortunately serving time.
0: Yeah. But I'm not saying that about this case. So we're going to go over um, some details here. So the fact that she never reported Bill as missing made her a suspect right off the bat. That is a bit odd. Mm -hmm. There was also a blanket inside one of the suitcases wrapped around Bill's torso with markings from a hospital supply company and the same kind of blankets used at the fertility clinic where Melanie was working.
1: Oh, snap.
0: So that's kind of a big one. The suitcases were also the family's suitcases which Melanie though did admit to apparently she reluctantly admitted to but she did admit to but technically the dude did she said that he packed up bags right so Uh, I don't know uh, I guess I feel like if you literally were murdering your spouse like that you would not dispose of them in your own luggage (laughs) I just feel that way (laughs) but You never know.
1: I don't know. What do they say?
0: Common sense ain't that common?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: (laughs) You're like at a loss for her I
1: really am because I I am very torn with the idea of, well, clearly it fucking connects her. But like you said, he did leave with luggage according to her.
0: According to her.
1: According to her.
0: Exactly. And a lot of this stuff is according to her. I mean, Bill has no voice at this point, right? Yeah. So.
1: So prove that it, it wasn't you yeah like prove he took the luggage yeah where is the witness where is this saying we have a missing individual found in the family suitcases you can't prove those left your possession
0: exactly so investigators felt melanie was holding information information back from them but her theory as shared on 48 hours was that her husband's trip to Atlantic city may have put him in contact with some shady characters that he liked to gamble and had a knack for pissing people off. Bill's sister wouldn't believe that Bill would ever lay a hand on a woman and she she never saw any emotional, physical or verbal abuse aimed to Melanie. She also insisted that Bill would never abandon his children.
1: I do want to say something real quick. I'm sure. not. I, I, me saying prove the suitcase almost makes me say that she is guilty, and I'm putting that point of view out to you guys listening. I don't want to do that. Um,
0: well, no, but it makes sense though, because that's fishy as fuck.
1: Yeah, but also, the, in that same thing, saying prove it wasn't you, prove it what? Like, yeah. If I'm saying prove it wasn't, well, then the rhetorical question is, well, prove it was.
0: I mean, yeah, because technically, what if he was just mad and he threw all as much he packed up as much shit as he possibly could, yeah. and in, there was like one of those blankets or whatever already in yeah. in the luggage, like
1: or left in his vehicle or whatever it was. So, I just want to make that that clear that as much as we can point fingers and say, "Well, the evidence points to you," she can also say, "Well, why aren't you listening to me? I'm technically a witness in this case." Mm-hmm. So the argument goes both ways. Yeah. I just want to make that clear that I'm not trying to tunnel vision you guys into making that evidence fit,
0: right? Exactly. We can have our opinions at the end or whatever. So police, um, police searched the McGuire's apartment, their storage unit, and Melanie's car, but no murder weapon, tool used to cut up Bill's body, or any evidence for that matter of a crime scene was ever found. And I don't care how good you are at cleaning If you literally chopped up a man's body in your apartment, I think there would be something left behind.
1: There would most likely be.
0: Like, I don't, I just can't understand how you would clean that up well enough.
1: Uh, Unless you were extremely diligent, but even still, uh, it would be very,
0: very hard. Well, one report said something like they believe she did it in the bathroom. And that it was in the shower and she used like drape gloss or whatever, Mm -hmm. which I mean, but like she has two children. I don't even know how the hell she'd get away with that. But so the search was very extensive. They literally like turned the place upside down and a number of times, including pulling apart or pulling down parts of the wall, pulling up piping, pulling up flooring like they were extensive. So I just feel like if there was like that would be a massive amount of mess. That I just think something would have been left behind.
1: But mm-hmm. piping is into- notorious for catching in little grooves that that P trap, that little U shape underneath your sink.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like they, something would have come up. I feel like because they wouldn't have cleaned it that the piping and stuff. But.
1: And even if they, she was able to get rid of all any sort of residue or blood, there would most likely be evidence of some serious cleaning and chemicals being used.
0: Totally. Yeah
1: which they usually put in findings when that is the case. And by the sounds of it, they didn't even find that.
0: Yeah, not that I saw. So so a lot of the forensic evidence that had been looked for on the body was unfortunately, or that would have been looked for, sorry, on the body was unfortunately destroyed in the water-saturated suitcases. But it was quickly determined that Bill had been shot in the head and torso with a thirty eight caliber gun. So they wanted to determine if Melanie had ever owned a gun. They searched gun records in New Jersey to no luck, but when they searched Pennsylvania, because it was close and the state had a shorter waiting period, they discovered this is a doozy that Melanie had purchased a 38 caliber gun in that state 48 priors, hours prior to Bill going missing.
1: Hours?
0: Yep, yeah, two days.
1: Oh shit. That does not look good.
0: That really doesn't look good.
1: It's one thing to own firearms and in the same caliber, Mm -hmm. but it's another to purchase it. Then your husband go missing two days later. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like
0: that. (laughs) Yeah. So her reasoning behind this being that Bill asked her to purchase the gun for protection in their new home and that he couldn't purchase it himself because he had a felony conviction due to a terrible driving record. Which he did have a terrible driving record. Okay. I did see that. But that he asked her of this. Oh my does, gosh. Does
1: she know where the gun is? What's her story for where the gun's at?
0: No, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. No. they ne- So they never found the gun.
1: Um, I'm not too sure what, Certain state laws and stu- and such are, but I'm pretty sure that's a felony in itself.
0: Missing firearm? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. So, and she had also been talking to a friend prior to Bill's disappearance about the problems in her marriage. And in regards to getting a gun for her own safety, it was never mentioned that Bill wanted a gun. Hmm. And this friend, like, would go on testify and shit. Okay. So Melanie, along with her parents, were put under surveillance and authorities obtained a court order allowing them to secretly record hundreds of hours of phone conversations between Melanie and her family and friends in hopes that she may let something slip. Melanie always maintained her innocence, but what they would find was what they believed to be her motive for murder.
1: I know this part.
0: It's always this. And that was the affair she had been having with Dr. Brad Miller, her boss at the fertility clinic she was working at. She flew in around. The affair had been going on for more than two years. Oh, geez, really? Which is wild. Okay, so it actually started when she was pregnant with their second kid. What he the It was like f- 38 my God. weeks pregnant or something.
1: I'm sorry, but what a bitch.
0: <laughs> well, so is he. He's also married with young children. They're both
1: yeah, bitches. Yeah, he's a fucking douche canoe and she's a bitch. They're <laughs> perfect for each other. Now I understand.
0: Oh, okay. So they also found out that Melanie was in Atlantic City the night after she claimed Bill left her, saying she went there to look for him. She was becoming angrier at her husband and suspected she knew where he was. And lo and behold, she found her, his car in the Taj Mahal Casino parking lot and as a gesture of spite, moved his car about one and a half miles away to the Flamingo Motel. Something they apparently did when they were angry at each other, which is real fucked in my opinion. What? Like, that is just like really weird.
1: That is, cause like, that I, does not sound I right.
0: couldn't even imagine doing that to you. Like being mad and like how would, you would just never find your vehicle ever.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm here. Oh, okay. How the fuck did she find his vehicle to start with?
0: Well, here, let me elaborate here. Um, so – because I kind of go into that a little bit. So that is where Bill's car was found by the pro- – but the prosecution questioned the validili- validity of that story. Validity. Validity. Sorry.
1: <laughs> it's all good.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Did I also mention that I'm really tired? So if I'm pronouncing shit wrong, just be nice to me. Okay. Where am I? Okay. So they questioned this story being that Atlantic City at the time had 13 large casinos – Hundreds of restaurants, shops, parking garages and parking lots virtually all over the city that she made up the story after the media had reported the police had a video of someone parking Bill's car. Because for her to be able to just stumble upon the car yeah. seemed far fetched. But I don't know because they were married. Her knowing where he might be doesn't seem super far fetched to me because like what happens if she has gone? They've fought in before, like their marriage wasn't great. Right. And she's already bailed him out from this casino or like knew that was the casino that he went to or something.
1: I'm not going to say that someone's going to go to the same casino every time though.
0: No. Yeah.
1: Put it this way. What's my favorite beer in town?
0: Thousand Peaks.
1: Okay. If I'm mad and I'm storming off to go for a beer, are you going to be able to go find my truck?
0: No, I probably wouldn't have gone, even go there.
1: <laughs> but if you go looking, would you be able to find my truck where my favorite beer is? Can you guarantee that, that restaurant, that pub?
0: No. But maybe he's a man of habit.
1: Maybe. That's true.
0: I don't know. I'm just being devil's advocate No, yeah, you, stuff. You're
1: right. Everything I'm saying has the exact counter argument.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So the video, when it was released... It was like – or sorry, when they – the police had released this, they never – they didn't go into more detail because that video the police had of the individual parking bill's car had too much glare, so the video was actually rendered useless. Melanie did acknowledge how ridiculous her story sounded. She does – she acknowledges a lot of shit, which I'm like.
1: So she went out, found his car in a city of hundreds of thousands of people. And then decided out of spite to park it somewhere else.
0: Yeah. And something else kind of interesting is the trip to Atlantic City had her passing through an electronic toll station with these charges appearing on her statement. Melanie called the company and attempted to have those charges removed. She said this was a panic moment for her. She absolutely tried to have those charges taken off because she feared that people would look and think what they ultimately ended up thinking. Well, of
1: course. So she's trying to cover her tracks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It looks bad. It does look really so bad. So she
1: tried to cover her tracks before talking to the police. Not just trying to cover her tracks.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. Because there was even... Okay. I didn't really... Okay. Let me back trunk for a sec. Because she had at one point just given the police a tip... Oh, like he—you might find his vehicle in Atlantic City or whatever, but that she didn't tell them that she had already fucking been there, found it, and moved it. Yeah. So I mean, that was also like her saying that she's the last person in the vehicle.
1: Yeah. So see if if one's husband, ex-husband, whatever. Well, they is, were still married and stuff. Well, someone you hate that you know of is missing, and you're going to go. Physically find the vehicle, move it, and then you're going to lead police on a wild goose chase? Why? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. If you know you've been in that vehicle and the police are talking to you to save your own ass, you better fucking tell them exactly what happened. Unless you're trying to hide something.
0: And I As
1: far as I'm concerned.
0: I mean, I didn't put this in there. They believe that she had help with all of this too. Oh, probably. Like, I mean, I think they literally believe that she drove the vehicle there to like- Planted.
1: Mm-hmm. I so, believe that too.
0: So Melanie made another suspicious trip in the days after Bill went missing, this time to Delaware, where she was allegedly furniture shopping. Prosecution believed this is when Melanie drove the suitcases with her husband's remains to Chesapeake Bay because the first suitcase turned up the following day. But Melanie denies this, insisting that there are Hundreds of miles between Delaware and Virginia Beach, about three hours, that there would not have been enough time. I mean, I do find it kind of questionable that she's just running the fuck all over the place when she has kids. Like, she has to be watching these kids. Yeah,
1: but I mean. Who's watching the the kids? If she has someone helping her, babysit the kids while I go dump a body hundreds of miles away so no one suspects me.
0: I know, because there was talk about, like, the dad, and I'm not sure if it was the um uh her real father if this was like a stepfather but there had been like his this person brought up in in stuff that it was them because even apparent one report said that he even tried to phone to get rid of that toll
1: um, oh shit
0: too so i don't know i don't know there's some fishy shit there
1: here. the problem is is when there's too many coincidences it no longer becomes a coincidence
0: well yeah Like even at we at we set at the set at the beginning, like, can someone be this unlucky that they're literally doing all this shit at random that Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, it just, just seems a bit much. So eventually on June 2nd, 2005, as evidence was piling up after dropping off her sons at daycare, Melanie was officially arrested and charged with murdering and dismembering her husband. This was 13 months after the s- discovery of the suitcases. Wow. So quite a lot of time passed. Yeah, no kidding. So I feel like that made it seem like they were making sure their ducks were kind of in a row before they arrested her. Sounds like it. So at the trial, the prosecutor was prepared for battle, telling juror- jurors in her opening statement that Melanie planned for her husband to disappear, and disappear he did. But the defense said Bill had tempted his own fate. When you have money out on the street and you're behind and you're making payments, you know what happens. You get shot here and you get shot here as he points to his chest and head. Now, I do want to... Sorry. Let no, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to say something and I haven't said this yet, but I find it weird. It never came up in any of my research. But if Bill had such a gambling problem and owed like in quotations, people money, would he have been able to just purchase a house? Would they have just been able to purchase almost a half a million dollar home?
1: Yeah, that was kind of going to be where I was going to question. I was just about to ask about their financial situations and their financial records. If he had such a gambling problem, what sort of debt were they in? What sort of evidence is there of withdrawing these large sums of money or not making these payments or buying a house and actually getting that credit check to pass? Mm -hmm. So if he owed a shit ton of money, there's probably going to be large transactions of credit being drawn for him trying to pay that off.
0: Yeah. And I do not think that they would have been able to purchase a home.
1: So was there any sort of evidence that you ran across of no. that? She had nothing to prove this no. gambling addiction in court.
0: No. There was nothing.
1: Because there's there's no way you can sustain a gambling addiction on pure cash alone. Yeah. Especially if you're borrowing from people on the street and then you lose it and they're like, you need to pay me back by fucking tomorrow. Otherwise, I'm coming to your house for your family. You go into the bank.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, he was teaching at a college and stuff. Like, I mean, people with gambling addictions are all sorts of people. So, oh, yeah. But it, I don't know, just from the stuff that I read, it doesn't seem like he was, he had that issue. And I mean, his sister didn't think either, but like, they, she also thought that the f- couple was perfect too. <laughs> so, I mean, stuff behind hidden doors is, you can hide a lot of things, really.
1: Oh, you can. But if there is a gambling addiction, money has a paper trail unless everything is strictly in cash, which the odds of that are super slim.
0: And I feel like I might touch on that a little bit more later. But yeah, the prosecution, I believe, looked into this and they couldn't find any evidence of anything like this.
1: Wow. So now it's just her word again.
0: Yeah. So the defense would say the state only focused on Melanie and that there's no core evidence that shows she did this just circumstances, but the prosecutor argued the evidence, like the gun, the blanket, and the suitcases were all compelling. Now, to go over a bit more evidence that was found and presented in court that I haven't gone over yet because there is more. When investigators processed Bill's car, they found a bottle of the sedative chloral hydrate and two syringes similar to the ones used at the clinic Melanie worked at. They traced the chloral hydrate back to a Walgreens pharmacy just down the road from the McGuire Children's Daycare. The prescription was in the name of a woman who was a patient of Doctor Miller. And I just wanted to like say, when you drop off prescriptions, like they don't ID you or anything, do they? No. And I, and I never really thought about that until this, but I'm like, I feel like maybe they should start.
1: <laughs> maybe.
0: Really. So it was filled at 8.32 a.m. on April 28th, the date of Bill's disappearance. The daycare showed Melanie dropping off her sons at 8.20 that morning with the Walgreens being about an eight-minute drive away. The prescription was on Dr. Miller's prescription pad, but Brad, the doctor, denied writing the prescription and a handwriting expert testified that the writing was... Not his, but could neither identify nor exclude the signature as being done by Melanie. And the person's name that the prescription was under testified that they had never gotten a prescription for that. Wow. So the prosecutor believed the crime was cruel and calculated and that Bill was heavily sedated before Melanie shot him. But no evidence of the drug was found in Bill's body But it could be argued that his body was found too late to test.
1: So I just had something come to me here. If he was heavily sedated, like they suggest, when he was shot, that would imply her being able to subdue him, i.e. being able to wrap him up in a tarp, say, to help prevent messes or any sort of that situation. Who knows?
0: But she was described all I didn't put it in here, but like as a fairly petite woman. I don't know the size of him, but Yeah, so. I mean if there's a will, there's a way.
1: Yeah. So hundred percent.
0: I should mention in regards to Brad, he was always very adamant he had nothing to do with the crime or didn't know anything about it. So Brad is Dr. Brad Miller. Mm-hmm. The police wanted him to prove this, so he agreed agreed to wearing a wire. He was very cooperative and there was no evidence to connect him to the crime, so he was never charged with anything. He did also testify against Melanie at her trial.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, which probably pissed her off.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I think she thought that was like a terrible betrayal, right? Because there was even one doc I read that even as he was like recording their conversations or wiring or whatever, like he was still like sexually active with her, which is Jeez. so disgusting that's
1: fucking and that
0: was kind of like a thing against his character because that seems a bit wrong
1: yeah that's that's shady as
0: fuck so so um we move on to the next thing and that is the mcguire's internet search history which had some very questionable searches
1: oh you did tell me about this too actually
0: including but not limited to undetectable poisons Instant poison, instant undetectable poisons, state gun laws, gun laws in Pennsylvania, how to commit murder, how to commit suicide, insulin as a poison, chloral hydrate, and Walgreens.
1: And Walgreens.
0: (laughs) Well, well, Walgreens, because that's where... I know. I know.
1: (laughs) Just like, that was one way to wrap it up. And Walgreens. And Walgreens. Yeah. Where can I get my treats? You know, if you're shopping at Walgreens, you're going to kill somebody. No. (laughs) I I don't even... I've never been to a Walgreens, so I can't even talk negative or positive about it. Um, All I know is that's one hell of a fucking search history.
0: I know. I mean, like we've said, our search histories are fucked. But we also like have a true crime podcast and I don't think they did. So...
1: That's true. But to be fair, I don't think any of my searches, at least mine on my computer, are not how to murder, how to uh, kill someone, undetectable poison. Like it's going to yeah. be. Yeah.
0: No, mine aren't quite that much.
1: Mine's going to be very specific case oriented ones. Mine's
0: always like how to pronounce this, how to pronounce this.
1: Yeah. mine <laughs> That are would usually be the majority like, of mine. Mine is like looking for, I don't know, like. Lesser known true crime cases or things like that, right? So. Yeah. mm -hmm.
0: Okay. So that list was even like longer. Oh, really? There was even more shit. A lot of it was actually about insulin. And I do feel like you would have to have a slightly medical background to potentially even think of insulin.
1: Or a true crime podcast background.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't know if just like
1: a normal Joe
0: would know that.
1: Well, she is a nurse, isn't she? She's a
0: nurse. Yeah. So. This looked very bad for Melanie, but she claimed as a nurse, she wouldn't need to look up those things. If she wanted to look something up, she had a physician's desk reference book that doesn't have a record of any search history. The defense showed they had no idea who made these searches. And this is interesting. There were apparently other searches seconds after the so-called incriminating searches where it was a website that only Bill could access via password.
1: I'm going to go on Lynn here, limb here and say that in 2004 was this case. Yeah. Um, a lot of people weren't too knowledgeable on search histories. So why would you look it up at work? Just look it up at home when no one's looking around. And she has no idea that it's being recorded on a search history.
0: Yeah, but they would say that Bill? Yes. Right after something sketched was searched. Like, yes had to murder someone that something bill would only search was next and like needed a password to get in
1: yeah but if she knew his password yeah which very likely you know my passwords and i know yours we're married
0: i mean you could plan that but then would you also just clear your history but i think even if like you clear your history the police can still look oh yeah you can but could you imagine if bill was actually planning to do something to melanie as well or, or something right Like, I don't know. That seems sketch to me. Um, So the prosecution believed Melanie concocted an elaborate story to explain Bill's absence, beginning with the fight, then the restraining order, the divorce and hints of shady characters, even though there was nothing to be found indicating that Bill was involved with any criminal element whatsoever. So they looked into this. The defense was confident in saying the state not only failed to find the murder the murder weapon, a motive, or an accomplice, it also failed to prove its own theory that Melanie shot and dismembered Bill in their apartment. They felt it was impossible for the crime to occur in that apartment without being there being any piece of evidence, which I do agree mm-hmm. with. And being that it was an apartment, surely a neighbor would have heard the gunshot or saw... Like the sound of a sawing bone. Uh,
1: Not necessarily.
0: But And I didn't stick this in there. There was one report that said one of the bullets that was in Bill had like fiber residue. I don't know how to describe that. Fibers on it. Okay. That was from like, I think like a green cushion or something. So like they thought maybe they... They kind of use the pillow as like a bit of a silencer or something. Mm. I don't even know how that exactly would work. but
1: Yeah. I mean, if you have – if it's like a hand saw that you're just operating push, pull, push, pull, there's not going to be any noise really, right? Just the sawing of Oh, that bone. would take
0: so long it, though, wouldn't it? Uh, not that long. It,
1: it would, but it's not that bad. It's it's quicker than you think because I'm oh I'm, s- I'm saying this because I, I'm a hunter. I've butchered I, – I understand. I, yeah. I've cut through moose leg bones, which are much – Bigger than humans, it's tiring, but it doesn't take that long. Bones are very um, close in density to like a a fir wood, a Douglas fir. Oh, okay. They're fairly close. Wow, like so, if if you break a a branch the size of a Douglas fir, that's about equivalent to breaking a bone. Yeah. Um, so sawing it is a little bit different, but it's close at least. So you can saw through a two by four, you you're probably close to sawing through the, the bone. However, you need to have the know-how to not saw through the meat because the meat will clog up your saw. So you need to cut through the meat with a knife and then just saw the bone.
0: Oh my God, that's so a if visual. So
1: if you do that correctly, it's not that bad. Hmm. That being said, if you use an, like a reciprocating saw with a motor or something. Yeah. Then you muffle it with like a pillow over top. It's just like coughing into a pillow. It makes it quiet. But I
0: think they muffled like she was muffling the gun is what I meant. Oh, that, yeah. yeah.
1: Same sort of thing.
0: So, I mean, which would also describe if she needed new furniture. I don't know. Maybe she was using a couch cushion. Maybe. But um, I was just going to say I saw a beautiful buck today. <laughs> Thinking oh really? of wild animals, we had a moment, it was so interesting because it like went by the road so slowly and then it just stopped on the side of the road and like drive by and like looked at it and we just like looked at each other and it was like, neither, it wasn't scared, which I was like, that's weird.
1: It was probably thinking, is that an alien? <laughs> has no idea what you are. What
0: the fuck is that? Yeah. But anyways, really, it was really cool. Okay. So I'm not fully convinced Melanie didn't do it. But I still, for some reason, don't believe the act was done in the apartment. I feel like you could see the act potentially being in the apartment at this point.
1: Uh, No. No? I don't don't believe it was. I'm just not counting it out. Okay. Uh, But my bet is no, definitely not the apartment.
0: Okay. So after seven weeks and more than 70 witnesses, in April of 2007, Melanie McGuire was found guilty of murder and July sentenced to life in prison. Other than Bill... The other victims in this case are the children, in my opinion. The court awarded custody of the two sons to Bill's sister, so I can imagine she gave them a good upbringing, but they lost both their parents. From what I can find, Melanie hasn't had any contact with them since her trial. She said that the hardest part is not being there for her children. Her message to them is to make up your mind. Don't accept what you're just being told on the surface. Dig. 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 These documents exist. The stuff exists. It's out there, she said. Melanie still claims her innocence and insists the real killer is still out there.
1: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
2: Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles.
1: Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Wow. Well, I mean, there is a possibility of that. Um, I don't see proof that she did it, but I also don't see proof that she didn't do it. I know. Um, She has no alibi. She doesn't have her gun to, because guns basically have a fingerprint. If you have the bullet that was shot from the murder and you have the gun, you can prove if it was or was not. She doesn't have that to prove. No. The whole car thing sounds like a ridiculous fiasco.
0: Something I did forget to mention about the car too, is that there was, they called it human sawdust, mm -hmm. which is really weird in the car. So, like, on the floors and stuff. So, like, they they felt maybe someone had it on their feet. Oh, okay. Like, so like a
1: like a trace amount. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay.
0: So, I don't know. And then she was the last one in there, too. But, oh.
1: What did you just drop?
0: That was Ripley. My phone. <laughs> she walked by and stepped on the cord.
1: Got it. Um, no, I, huh. This is tough. I'm not saying for certain that she did it. But my money is on the fact that she did do it. There's too much circumstantial evidence, and but I highlight circumstantial evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's too much circumstantial evidence, in my opinion, to say that it's just that circumstantial. Yeah. Too many coincidences are no longer a
0: coincidence. Yeah, there's a lot. I do. I feel like I agree that she did it, but then I also feel like, how can someone literally? Like she's done a lot of interviews and stuff and she does them because she feels that the real killer is out there. Mm-hmm. And so I just like feel like how could someone be that good at hiding this? And then also, I mean, like she was a mother and she had like kids. Like, would she take their father away from them? Like, I don't know. I find that hard to believe.
1: I do too. I also, I find it really hard to believe if you look at the fact that, okay, it was a gambling addiction. And I'm not saying he didn't. But again, it's really hard to prove. Um, But if he did have a gambling addiction, he did owe some people some serious cash and it came down to it was you pay us or your life. And well, you didn't pay us. So it was his life. How are they going to dispose of his body? Are these individuals really going to go through the trouble of chopping them up, putting them in multiple suitcases and disposing them out at sea? Most likely they'll just dump a body somewhere because they've probably done this
0: before. Mm. Okay, because I almost thought the opposite. In that, I thought like Melanie wouldn't do something that drastic. I feel like she would just like go that, dump them at sea, and that these scarier people would. But yeah, you like you said, they've probably done it a million times. It's like,
1: yeah, S- someone being chopped up in suitcases thrown at the sea. To me, that's someone trying to hide something. Someone who's just no- nonchalant and killing over money. Well, is- did
0: did she think that those suitcases? would sink maybe hey i probably, don't know
1: probably it's it seems someone trying to get rid of something and not being experienced not knowing making a mistake these people have done this before they probably got a way of doing it where the bodies aren't found or they just don't care because they can't prove it anyways and they've done it before and they get away with it all every time or a bullet in the skull and they leave the body or something
0: yeah hm.
1: it doesn't add up to the story for me
0: yeah, because really, it just seems like there's pretty much right now two two options in a sense. It's like Melanie, or it's the that Bill got himself in a situation or whatever, right? Yeah, and
1: or I mean, C completely random, which yeah. happens.
0: Yeah, completely not even thought of.
1: Which generally, when you find someone who picks random victims, usually they are the ones who does get away with it. Do get away with it? Does yeah, get away with
0: it? yeah, do yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's great. This, this, these cases, I feel like where it's husband and wife and stuff. Just get me. They get me. Why is that? I don't know. Cause I just find it so hard to believe.
1: Okay. I thought it was like, cause you can relate to it and you want to kill me or something. Yeah. There's like, another the one on
0: my list. If I do a third, does that make me look weird?
1: <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to start <laughs> being real concerned here. Cause Someone- there's
0: that one. I feel like, is it the Watts? I think is their last name. I kind of went- what Watts, I think the what? what
1: <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> I don't know I'm pretty sure that's Chris Watt. I don't know I think that was their names but that's on my list too but after I was like I can't do that one I'll literally look like a. because sometimes I also feel like I do too many um cannibal cannibalism ones too
1: well we have a whole world of people <laughs> who are listening and can vouch for me on this episode If I happen to go <laughs> missing And we stop putting out episodes You know what happened
0: Okay that's not fair though Right now If something crazy ass happened <laughs> I would literally be Go to jail I, I would be this person for sure
1: you shouldn't have incriminated yourself Oh my
0: yourself. gosh Okay people know I am a good person I think these people know <laughs> that Oh now I feel like I have to defend myself
1: You should be super nice to me For the next week <laughs> um, And you guys Should go give us a rating If you haven't yet Just c- gonna ask that right there Yeah that would be
0: super nice That
1: means the world to us uh, you can rate us on spotify you can rate us on apple podcasts um if you want to just find our social media you can find us instagram facebook patreon you can sign up there get some exclusive content all the good stuff is down and below we have merch we also have merch you guys can Boom. pick up and of course listen for that uh wicked box contest giveaway thing that's going to be happening soon so
0: yeah stay tuned for details with that sweet
1: yeah it's a- gonna be a good i so good that i became italian for a pretty moment. much
0: yeah <laughs> okay well thank you so much for listening we super appreciate you
1: yeah uh even if you guys don't join up on patreon even if you don't give us a review even if you don't go over to our social medias you listened and that means the world to us so thank you so much for being here and supporting us
0: stay wicked